Welcome to KXAN News Today. Here are your Friday morning headlines. Today, the Supreme Court is expected to weigh in on the Biden administration's student loan forgiveness program. After not getting to it yesterday, today will be the last day for the Supreme Court to make a decision unless there is an extension. Austin police will continue their increased patrols of the weekend. It's part of a DWI enforcement initiative coinciding with the 4th of July holiday. The no refusal period will continue each night through July 9th. What that means, a judge will be on standby to get a warrant to draw the blood of any driver who refuses a breathalyzer test. The Williamson County Regional Animal Shelter is partnering up with Best Friends Animal Society to offer free adoptions starting today through July 4th. For all dogs, cats, and small pets, the shelter is open every day from 12 to 6 in the afternoon. The conversation on how to save Texans money on property taxes picks back up today. Good morning, I'm Erica Brennis. Good morning, I'm Sally Hernandez. The House and Senate returned for the second special session after they took the day off yesterday. Governor Abbott called him back to the Capitol on after what they did not do. They failed to reach an agreement on lowering your property taxes. The House and Senate have been at odds for months. Lawmakers passing plans for property tax relief that are nearly identical to their old ones. The same bills that failed to forge a compromise to the first session, well, they may fail again. The leaders from both chambers plan to sit down and talk again next week. We have a live look over downtown Austin to kick off your Friday. It's a quiet start to the morning, but that could change as the holiday weekend kicks off today. Meteorologist Kristen Curry joins us. Kristen, what are we in store for for the 4th of July holiday? Good morning, ladies. Yeah, good morning, everybody at home. I think the heat's going to be a little more bearable moving into the weekend. That's the good news. Now, we're still going to be flirting with 100 degrees today, so it's not going to be cool, just relatively cooler. Clouds and radar showing dry conditions out there. Live look outside from our Ewell Kubota weather camera there in Georgetown showing great visibility. Some of those low clouds are going to linger a little longer this morning than what we've seen over the past few days, but I'm not worried about it. There's still going to be a good amount of sun coming in this afternoon. Temperatures mid to upper 70s, 79 Georgetown, 77 Burnett, 75 in Lano. With Austin right now at 79, most of us about 1 to 2 degrees cooler than what we had yesterday at this time. We're likely going to see those temperatures climb into the low 90s by the noon hour and then briefly touch 100 this afternoon. You'll notice those feels like temperatures just a couple of degrees where those air temperatures will be. We're still fighting those muggy to humid conditions. Air quality looks great. No problems there. As far as what we're going we talked about in your first warning forecast. Well, the temperatures are getting lower, but it's still humid, meaning still feeling uncomfortably hot. So your body's still struggling to sweat and keep itself cool as that humidity works against it. Your Independence Day forecast, I've got that laid out for you, plus some low daily rain chances heading into our next work week. We'll get you ready for the holiday coming up in just a few minutes. Thanks, Kristen. A state district judge says the Texas Department of Public Safety must release public records related to the Uvalde shooting. Yeah, the Texas Tribune reporting the judge, Daniela de la Siete Lytle, gave DPS until the end of August to propose a log of redactions that it wants to make to those documents. And we're talking about more than a dozen news organizations, including the Tribune, sued DPS last year, accusing it of unlawfully withholding the records the records concerned the botched police response at Robb Elementary School. Officers waited more than an hour to confront the shooter who, in the end, killed 19 children and two teachers. Nearly 400 officers were at the school at the time when the shooting was over. We reached out to DPS for a statement and we're still waiting to hear back.
Now, if you are celebrating the 4th of July early, be careful when you're popping fireworks this weekend because EMS recommends seeing professional fireworks shows instead of going out and buying some for your personal use may be safer. They say even sparklers can cause third degree burns. And remember, personal water firecraft, fire, fireworks rather, are not allowed within Austin city limits and Travis County parks. Fireworks should only be used outside on flat and firm surfaces like the ground or a driveway. Never put them in your pocket and carry them that way. Do not light anything under the influence of alcohol or drugs. Malfunctioning fireworks should be soaked in water and thrown away and always have a fire extinguisher nearby. Good advice. One of the main boat ramps to get onto Lake Travis will be shut down this weekend due to low water levels. That's going to leave just one usable county ramp at Pace Bend Park. And with so many people looking to get out on the water this weekend, KXAN's Nabil Ramana looks at the impact that this could have on our surrounding lakes. One of the most popular ways to enjoy a holiday weekend out on the lake. Retired here about four or five years ago. Bill Nugent lives in Sunrise Beach on Lake LBJ. It's a really easy shot into Austin from here. One reason we retired here, it's straight up Highway 71. He used to live on Lake Travis though. Travis got to the point where it was so busy, it was dangerous. Today, just a few boats out on LBJ, but this weekend, officers say they're expecting a lot bigger crowds. But things could get busier on LBJ after Travis County Parks announced the Mansfield Dam boat ramp will be closed due to low water levels. You know, when the levels of the lakes drop, we do see somewhat of an increase in in uh, people going from you know those lakes that don't have as much water to the ones that do. Cody Hatfield with Texas Parks and Wildlife talked to us by phone. He says they'll have three to six boats patrolling Lake LBJ for July 4th weekend. They'll also have other partnering departments helping watch the waterways with the possibility of more people. They've got uh, every single game more in my district will be patrolling uh, the Highland Lakes. Over on Lake Austin, they're expecting increased crowds too. But the boat ramps close at Lake, uh, Lake Travis, so it probably going to have an influx of boaters coming into uh, Lake Austin because the lake is always the same water level here. APD says they'll be ready though, no matter how many show up. We just got to deal with it. Nabil Ramadna, KXAN News. The Travis County Parks Department says boat launching and retrieving will not be allowed from today on. If you already have a boat on the lake and want to pick up passengers at the park, they will still be allowing that. Well, the money being used and dished out in the large Texas city to avoid more cyber attacks. The concerns about the number of air traffic control workers at Austin's airport following a close call between two planes. Good morning. Dallas will spend nearly $4 million on a new system to warn of possible cyber attacks. The Dallas Morning News reports that this is coming after a ransomware attack back on May 3rd. Yeah, it's been a problem there. The Dallas Public Library system just got back online a few days ago. Houston-based NetSync Network Solutions will run the warning system. And just this week, Fort Worth city leaders got their computer systems back under control following a cyber attack there last Friday. One has uh, stolen credentials and accessed the website and downloaded images from that website. There is no uh, encryption of files being detected. 
According to the city, its internal computer system was hacked by the group Siege SEC. The hacker group claimed they released some 500,000 files. The group added they did this to protest state lawmakers banning gender-affirming care for children. The city says it has not seen any signs sensitive data was released. Now you might remember at the end of 2020, The Intercept reported Russian hackers breached the city of Austin's networks. The city wouldn't say much, only that it follows federal government protocols for cybersecurity. Back in February, the U.S. Department of Homeland Security awarded Austin a $1.5 million grant intended to stop terrorism. One of the major points was to use it to help enhance cybersecurity efforts. As the summer heat continues, woof, what Austin is doing to keep splash pads up and running. And we are live at Austin's airport this morning as it tracks the crowds and how this is going to impact your holiday travel plans. Good morning. We'll check in with Austin FC's lone all-star John Gallagher coming up later in sports. Good morning. Oh, it is Friday holiday weekend hopefully you have some really fun plans and some ways to stay cool it's still gonna be warm this weekend even though it's a little bit cooler out yep, there of course <laughs> all right the Liz Carpenter splash pad is back open after the city shut it down this week because of an electrical issue and then there was a pipe leak city officials tell us the heat it can play a role on operations I believe that the heat can actually cause a lot of the uh, pump motors to overheat at times in fact, we see this in, in uh, splash pads that have uh, enclosed uh, pump rooms. They're more susceptible to heat. And the Austin Parks and Rec Department says it has fans to cool off the equipment. The aquatic program manager tells KXAN shutdowns are normal because several splash pads have automated timers. So they may stop operating for just a few minutes. Now for one nanny, nanny that we spotted out there, a splash pad closure led her to something new. Our first experience here was because there was another splash pad closed, and this was the closest one. Austin Parks and Rec says its proactive approach is helping with repair work, and that includes ordering parts early. Prior to this, it would have taken weeks or maybe months to repair the issue. The city updates its website of a splash pad is going to be closed for more than 24 hours. So just a heads up on that. And a heads up on this, another mosquito sample tested positive for West Nile virus over in Williamson County, uh, this time in the city of Georgetown. The county says the sample came from an area near Blue Bowl Park. And that's the fourth reported West Nile virus that they've seen in Williamson County. Now remember yesterday we told you about the first confirmed sample and that was over in East Austin. If you keep seeing bees over and over again in your flower garden, there's a good chance they could be the same honeybees that so keep cute. revisiting. Yeah, I know. I love this research from the U.S. Department of Agriculture found that honeybees are more faithful to their flower patches than bumblebees. <laughs> it says that overall, 76% of honeybees in the study revisited the same patch of alfalfa flowers. Meanwhile, just 47% of bumblebees did. Researchers say the difference in patch fidelity could be because bumblebees are more willing to look for food on their own, and then honeybees have a more developed communication system. They're 
little dance that they do. Yeah, there's a dance when they get back to the hive to let other bees know <laughs> where the food source is. Bumblebees don't do that. Bumblebees just don't seem like any fun. Yeah. Honeybees is where it's at. Yeah. They're faithful and they do a little wiggle. Honeybees are like, I know where the goods are. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And the bumblebees like, are why like, would I just give out. me food. Like, yeah. let, wherever I can go with the least distance from me to the hive yeah. to fill my belly. They've got yeah. a queen to answer to. Yeah. You know, they're exactly. like, Queenie, I got you. I know where to go. The bumblebees are right. like, we're going to go explore. Yeah. Their queen is like, get back here. Kind of fun to think that they're the same bees that come back it's every so year. It's so cute. This story. Like, Good yeah. to see you. Yeah. <laughs> Let me show you what's going on with your forecast here because now a lot of us get ready for the 4th of July and I'll tell you what, I've got some good news. Rain chances actually look a little lower as we get into the holiday. Good news on the front where it shouldn't ruin your celebrations, but uh, not so good when it comes to the fact that we need that rain. Clouds and radar showing dry conditions out there this morning. We've got a current temperature of 79 degrees, humidity 82%, so pretty muggy to humid. In fact, that humidity will actually grow getting into the weekend and beyond. So we knew going into it that our temperatures would be the thing that changes. The humidity staying pretty high over the next several days. So your current temperatures this morning are those mid to upper 70s, but some of us feeling a little bit more like those lower 80s. Forecast high 100 today. South-southeast winds 5 to 15. That's going to continue to pump up more of that moisture, especially as that high gets out of the way. That's going to open the door for that Gulf moisture to bring those feels like temperatures up a few more degrees. But the fact that our afternoon highs are lowering a little bit, I think, is bringing us more manageable heat. Likely to see those upper 90s to low 100s across central Texas for today. We only have Fayette County underneath a heat advisory this afternoon. That's going to be from 1 p.m. to 7 p.m. We know the drill, right? It's going to be the feels like temperatures to watch. We're up to about 105 today. Weekend forecast tomorrow, still flirting with 100. Sunday, 99. Both days have a mix of sun and clouds overhead. Only a low chance for an isolated storm Sunday. So tomorrow it'll be just mostly a partly sunny sky. It's Sunday into Monday. That will add in just that 10% chance of an isolated storm and maybe even into your fourth. But as you can see, the majority of us stay dry. So I wouldn't at this time rearrange your Independence Day plans over this. I would just make sure you've got that cake sand weather up just in case that one isolated storm finds you. It should not be a big deal though. Wednesday into Thursday is when I'm thinking we should have some better rain chances over central Texas. So your seven-day shows a 100-degree high today and again tomorrow. Kicking off that string of upper 90s Sunday into Monday. There's those low rain chances we just talked about, 10% Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. And then we'll bump that up to 20 to 30% by the middle of next week. Still, the most of the majority of us, I should say, are expected to stay dry. But that's the best looking rain chance we've had in a couple weeks coming into the first few days of July. So we'll take that. Temperatures will get down to the mid-90s by next Thursday. Overnight lows steady in the upper 70s. Thanks, Kristen. The Federal Aviation Administration says that Austin's airport could use more people to make sure flights go safely. It says there are enough air traffic controllers to operate, but it's below the FAA target. We reached out to the FAA after a close call between two planes earlier this week, and the target calls for 51 positions. The Austin airport has 39 positions filled right now. The report also states there is a substantial training time for these employees, as well as an expected attrition rate. Now this is prompting concerns ahead of a busy holiday travel weekend. A mix where you're seeing a massive increase in employments, passengers, People are very comfortable flying. You have this other uh, 
mix where you have a lessening of the number of air traffic controllers, some of it very critical in major centers. So, you know, what's the fix? We have asked the FAA for more details on the specific impact the shortage has for AUS travelers. We are still waiting to hear back. More than 240 acres of pristine land along Lake Travis could soon be transformed into a neighborhood. The planned 400 home development called Turnback Ranch is sparking fierce backlash from people in Lago Vista near that site. KXN's Tom Miller talked with the Austin Business Journal reporter about the battle there. There aren't a lot of 200 plus acre plots of land on Lake Travis that are gonna be developed. What could this look like? Yeah, so the big thing to understand is that there's a plan that was approved 20 years ago. Uh, the official, the developers are trying to update that plan. So what they're proposing is about 400 to 500 homes. Uh, along with the city's first lakeside park that's public. Uh, right now, the parks that they have are not open to the public. This current developer got the land back in 2008, only now wants to develop it. Why has it taken so long? So it's no secret how much Austin is booming. I know we write stories about this literally every day. Uh, so, you know, right now people are looking for housing that's affordable and a good quality of life. Uh, you know, that, that means they're moving out to the suburbs and, uh, you really can't beat, you know, finding a place that's on the lake or a housing development that's on the lake. So they felt like it was the right opportunity for that. There are some big potential benefits to the community. What are the benefits and why has there been so much pushback? So right now, developers and other people in the business community are estimating that it would bring millions annually to the tax base. Uh, that would be through things like patronizing businesses or local restaurants or even hiring a landscaper, or an HVAC repairman. Uh, there's still pushback for some of those reasons as well because the city has to provide services with that money um, and they're afraid that it will tax the fire department, it will tax the police department, it will you know, cause traffic in that area and it will also eliminate the views that they moved out there for in the first place. Justin Sayers with the Austin Business Journal. Thank you so much, Justin. Thank you so much for having me. This is KXAN Sports, brought to you by Thomas J. Henry. Good morning. In its three seasons of existence, Austin FC now has two players on their roster who earned the distinction of being named All-Star. Sebastian Drew, you see last year, and now this year, John Gallagher will represent Austin FC in the MLS All-Star game coming up. In July, Gallagher has scored five goals this season to lead the team, he scored nine total while dining the Verde in black. He turned the corner as a player last year after changing positions, but this season he's taken his play to another level. The reviews have been positive from his teammates and coaches, but now he's being recognized from the outside as one of the league's top players. I don't think it's really hit me yet. I'm just trying to soak it in as much as I can. Um, it's been pretty surreal and, um, you know, definitely feeling the love from teammates and the fans so I was in the shower and then people were like you got to come out and I was like why and they're like oh the, I think Diego said something to like try convince me and he told a little little lie and I was, so I was, I was sitting out in my towel and then um, yeah pre-court obviously let me know and yeah just uh, as I said surreal moment and definitely felt all the love from my teammates. Gallagher and his teammates on the MLS All-Star team will face Arsenal FC out of the English Premier League. The MLS All-Star game will be July 19th at Audi Field in Washington, D.C. Also, Austin FC will take on Inter-Miami coming up tomorrow night 
at 6.30 in Miami. That's it for sports. Let's go back over to you. The auto racing world is gearing up for an historic weekend. NASCAR's Signature Cup Series will host its first ever street race over the holiday weekend through the heart of downtown Chicago. Ross Chastain will be one of 40 drivers racing Sunday on the 2.2 mile 12 turn course. Two blocks away, you don't even know we're here. One block, you're like, all right, something's going on. And then you get closer and you're like, oh, man. Later on today, NBC News, Jesse Kirch is going to be there in the morning as drivers are continuing to test out. The track should be fun. Thanks for joining KXAN News today. You can also listen to KXAN News nightly every weekday after 530 p.m. for in-depth coverage on what matters most to you.